My dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, on this sixth Sunday of Easter, as we approach the Feast of Pentecost, the Church invites us to celebrate the coming of the Advocate. She calls us to celebrate the Spirit of Truth, which strengthens us in the proclamation of the good news. The message we bear is not false. Instead, it comes from the spirit of truth. Today's readings provide answer to puzzling questions about who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, and how we experience him in our daily lives. They show us how the spirit worked in the everyday activities of Jesus first followers, the apostles. Our first reading of today is a continuation of the frantic effort of the disciples of Christ to bear witness to the risen Lord. Through their efforts, the Samaritans received the sacrament of baptism and confirmation. Peter performed his episcopal function on this day by laying hands upon the new converts who received the Holy Spirit. The Samaritans needed the Holy Spirit as much as we do today because it is the Holy Spirit that strengthens and makes one a true soldier of Christ. If we confer Catechism of the Catholic Church number 1303. He helps us to bear witness to the truth without fear. Romans chapter 8, verse 15 to 16 says, You have not received the spirit of timidity, but the spirit of sonship. The spirit bears witness that we are God's children. The same spirit resurrected Christ and gives us life to our mortal bodies according to Romans chapter 8, verse 11. As the principal agent of evangelization, he confirms the truth we preach. In the second reading, Paul encourages us to have reverence for Christ. He advises us to treat one another with respect, even those who despise the gospel we preach. Hence, he reminds us of the animating power of the Holy Spirit, even in the life of Christ. For he says, in the body, he was put to death. But in the spirit, he was raised to life. The same spirit that raised Christ sustains each and every one of us in truth. This means that once the spirit of God comes upon you, we become active, for Christ, because what gives life is the Spirit of God. John chapter 6, verse 63. As we are approaching in a couple of weeks the Feast of Pentecost, Jesus promises us the Holy Spirit, the advocate in today's gospel reading. However, he gives a condition for receiving this Holy Spirit. He says, if you love me, 
You will keep my commandments. When we do, he adds, I shall ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. That spirit of truth, and I will not leave you orphans. Jesus wants to reassure his disciples that his death on the next day is not the end of his relationship with them. Rather, his death and subsequent resurrection will make possible a new kind of relationship with them, which will be even fuller and richer. He declares to them, I will not leave you orphans. I will come back to you. In a short time, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. He is speaking to them as a parent to a, ch to a children or a child. Jesus loved them and has been the embodiment of a mother's love that never forgets her children and of a father's love that protects and guides his children. Jesus is saying that his love for his disciples will not be broken by death. He will continue to embrace them with a fatherly and motherly love. My dear people of God, the disciples at this Last Supper represent each and every one of us. What Jesus says to them, he is saying to us today. We are being reassured that the Lord's love for us is faithful, expressing what is best in the love of a mother and a father for their children. Through his death and resurrection, Jesus can be present to us and even more wonderful way, he presents to his disciples himself in peace when he says, peace be to you. Jesus goes on to say in this gospel reading that the way he will come to his disciples and us is through the Holy Spirit. My dear brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is referred in this reading as an advocate. An advocate means someone who stands alongside a person in trouble to speak up on their behalf, to defend and protect them, to comfort and console them. It is a very rich word that says a great deal about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The risen Lord relates to us in all this supportive way, in and through the Holy Spirit, Jesus says of the advocate in the gospel reading, he is with you and he is in you. That is how the Lord comes back to us. He presents to us and within us the advocate, the one who speaks for us, intercedes for us, protects us, comforts us and consoles us. We have been given a very wonderful resources in this Holy Spirit. It is a resources we can draw from every day in our lives, in and through this simple prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill my heart. My dear brothers and sisters, 
we pray this prayer not because we do not have the Holy Spirit, but to invite the Holy Spirit to come more fully and alive within us. We have all received the Holy Spirit at our baptism and confirmation, yet every day we can pray for a refresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We can ask the risen Lord to fan into living flame the fire of the Holy Spirit that has already been kindled in our hearts. And St. Paul writes to the Romans and says, hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that is given to us. My dear brothers and sisters, today is a very special day in our lives and the life of the church. The day we honor our mothers. I do not think it will be too much to say that what the Holy Spirit does to us spiritually, our mothers do physically. As I said before, the advocate means someone who stands alongside a person in trouble, who speaks up on their behalf, who defends and protects them, who comforts and consoles them. And we know this is what our mothers do, and even more. They carry those good nymons in their wombs. Their blood runs in our veins. They had sleepless nights, sickness, both physical and psychologically. My dear brothers and sisters, this is a day to admit gratefully the fact that none of us is able to return in the same measure all the love that our mothers has given to us. Their influence on us, their children, is so great that it affects us throughout our lives. Our mothers not only gave birth to us, they nursed us, they nurtured us, they trained us, in, their, in our religious belief, practice, taught us good manners and ideal behaviors, disciplined us as best as they could, and tried to make us good citizens of our country, church, and society. There is a beautiful Spanish proverb that says, the owns of a mother is better than a pound of a clergy. Hence, it is highly proper for us to express our love and gratitude to our mothers by our presence, if possible. Our gifts, and especially our prayers on this Mother's Day. My dear mothers, we offer this Eucharistic celebration on this day for all of you, all our mothers in this congregation, those at home and in our entire parish, whether they are alive here or gone to eternal reward. The word mom is synonymous with sacrificial and agape love in its purest form.
as commanded by Jesus Christ in his farewell speech, love one another as I have loved you. I don't think any does this more better than our mothers. Hence, let us lavish our love, my dear brothers and sisters, on our mothers and express our gratitude for them in the form of fervent prayer offered for them before God on the altar of praise. My dear mothers, may I say from my heart to you all, thank you for being good mothers. Thank you for all you have suffered and continue to suffer for each and every one of us. May God continue to bless you. Amen.